right, this is Alana. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. We are thrilled you joined us for another Coffee Break episode where my co-host Jamie and I are going to be taking some of your questions and having what we hope will be an encouraging and inspiring discussion about them. And if you would like to have coffee with us and actually have your question featured on one of our Coffee Break episodes, we would love for you to go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions and submit a question because we really want to hear what you're struggling with and what questions you have. And we can't guarantee that we're going to be the perfect theologians that will answer all of your biblical questions, but we can at least have an honest discussion and and just kind of get everything out there and and just kind of talk through it, um, which we hope will be an encouragement to you. Yeah, so thank you today to Patricia, who sent us this question. She says, my question is, how may I pray to release someone from unforgiveness? And um, Patricia, I'm, I'm super sorry if we get the gist of this wrong. Jamie and I had a discussion, like, are we praying to forgive somebody or are we praying for somebody who is struggling with unforgiveness? And we're pretty sure that the struggle is praying for somebody that you're having a hard time forgiving. So that's what we're going to focus on. But again, super sorry if we did not get the, um, the crux of the question correct. And if we have time, we can touch on both parts. But how, how do we pray for people that we are having a hard time forgiving? I just, I think of when Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Um, and just what a hard teaching that is, first of all, just to acknowledge if you are struggling with unforgiveness, um, you can't flip a switch to make yourself want blessings for someone. I mean, I know just even in like a short um, conflict or, or um, disagreement, it's hard in the moment to feel any desire for good for that person. So let's just start with that, acknowledging, you know what, if you're struggling with unforgiveness, it's human and, and it's, it's uh, just something that everyone can relate to and struggles with. Um, but as far as how to pray for someone, the example that comes to my mind is Corey Ten Boom. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I'm so predictable. I, I Yeah, I think we talk too often. No, she's great. We, no, she's like a, a hero for us both. And yeah, I'm I'm totally unashamed to be a, a Corey Ten Boom fan girl. But yeah, I knew you were going there. <laughs> you just have to because this is a woman, if you didn't know, um, she lived during the Holocaust and her sister um, ended up dying in the concentration camp that they were both basically tortured in. Um, And so um, there was a story about forgiveness when Corey, um, after the war, went and was speaking at a church in Germany and was talking about forgiveness. And a man from the audience came up to her and she recognized him immediately as one of the guards that um, was responsible for many bad things that happened to her and her sister at the concentration camp where her sister died. And he came up and said, I'm so glad to hear you speaking of forgiveness. I've become a Christian and I just sincerely would love to ask on behalf of those at you know the place where he had worked. He wanted to ask for just a general forgiveness, not knowing that she knew him personally. And um, so, and, and she, she talks about this moment of not even being able, she's, she just 
was praying immediately, God, I can't do this on my own. And I think that's step one is admitting, I can't do this without your help, God. This is too hard for me. But with you, all things are possible. And she said that she just had this impression when she prayed that she had to at at least just get her hand, her hand was like on her bag, get her hand up off of her bag and, and offer it up in a handshake to this man, like put her hand out. And if she could do that, that 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 was a start and she did she said i i had only had the strength to get my hand up and put it out to this man and as soon as he grabbed my hand god just flooded her with with a the supernatural ability to forgive but it took a first step without any emotion or desire to do that and i think that's where we have to start acknowledging our point of weakness and the fact that we can't do it without god and then taking one small step forward in obedience when our heart just is railing against it because the heart is deceitful above all things. And so when when your heart is telling you that there's no way that you could possibly forgive this person, to push against that with whatever the one small act of obedience is to pray for that person. Um, and it, it could be different for each person, I think, even just saying the words, God, help me forgive so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes even just praying for the ability to forgive yeah. is a good place to start. I also find that forgiveness, at least in my life, has been a very cyclical thing. I kind of went into it with this idea that I would forgive somebody and never have to deal with hurt or bitterness or anger again. And I realized I was totally wrong. So my forgiveness looks a lot like, okay, I'm going to forgive this person. And then a few months later, I realized, oh, I'm still a little bit upset about what this person did to me. I guess I better forgive them again. And at first, it was super discouraging because I thought, okay, I was supposed to forgive this person that first time. But I think each time you go through that cycle, you're getting a little deeper. And I think another thing to get, to just bear in mind is that the the degree of hurt and unforgiveness that you're struggling with isn't necessarily just a reflection of what a terrible Christian you are as much as a reflection of how deeply you were wounded. So the deeper hurts are going to require more time, more focus, more attention. You know, like if somebody, if a stranger in the grocery store, you know, steps on my heel and it hurts a tiny bit, and maybe they're even rude about it. I might be upset for like 10 seconds, like, wow, that was kind of rude, <laughs> and move on. If somebody, you know, harms your child, <laughs> it's not nearly going to be that sort of reaction, mm -hmm. you know. And <clears throat> what I had to learn was the fact that there were still things that I was struggling to forgive did not necessarily just mean that I was a terrible, horrible, bitter person so much as I was really, really hurt, you know, like these things did hurt and it's okay to admit the hurt. And I think that's another step in forgiveness is just going through the process of recognizing, yes, this deeply hurt me. Yeah. And that reminds me of, it, it was actually in the same article that I read about um, the guard. If you look online and you Google Corey Ten Boom and the bell, this story will come up and and she kind of goes on after this story this powerful story of this man that you know basically was was partially responsible for the death of her sister um 
And then she said it's really funny because she thought that after that kind of forgiveness, that other forgivenesses would come easily. And she said she had some friends, some church friends that had betrayed her in some way, and she didn't go into detail. But when they betrayed her, she felt it was even more difficult to forgive them than it had been to forgive this stranger because, you know, like Alana said, this is, there is, um, it's more personal actually when, you know, you have someone that you, uh, you know, not, not a stranger, but it's someone that you care for, that you think cares for you, that does you wrong. And, um, but she said that she thought that she had gotten to the point of forgiving these women. And then again, she had to, it came back up and she got angry about it again. And, and so a trusted friend and I think pastor, um, came to her and said, forgiveness is like a bell. You might let go of the rope, but there are still like these resounding, uh, dings that happen as the bell is slowing down, even after you stop actively ringing it. So forgiveness is like this, where you might actively forgive someone and let go of that bell, let go of that grudge, but you still experience those echoes of the ringing of the bell. And so don't be surprised when that happens and and don't be discouraged when that happens. He encouraged her each time that feeling comes back, give it back to God and, you know, take a step toward reconciliation or, or if not reconciliation, take a step toward, um, forgiveness um even if yeah, it keeps those coming are totally back. yeah i think it's important to note reconciliation and forgiveness are totally totally separate. different and yeah. and yeah. reconciliation isn't in any way necessary for forgiveness to happen absolutely yeah yeah one you know i want to go back to the original question of how to pray to release someone mm-hmm. from unforgiveness you know because we've talked some about just generically about forgiveness but specifically right you know, things we could do to pray. I, I feel really dumb that I didn't think about this until really it was just like this past week. And I was thinking about the Lord's Prayer. And I was thinking about how it says, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we also forgive those who trespass against us. And I went, you know, all however many years old I am and have been praying that prayer, or at least had that prayer memorized thinking that it, the, the gist of it was, when you pray, make sure that you ask for forgiveness for your sins. And by the way, you're supposed to forgive others too. Like that's all the takeaway I had from it. And what I realized was that in our prayers, we are also, I don't know if confessing is the right word, but we are acknowledging the fact that we forgive others actually in our prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is a really important thing. Um, because even just the act of, of speaking it is powerful. Um, and you know, as far as some very specifics, some very specific things that you can pray for that person, we talked about, you know, pray to ask God for the grace to be able to forgive that person. Um, you can also pray blessing on them. You can just pray, God, bless their marriage or bless their children or bless their job. Mm-hmm. Just think of things that person is going through and, um, and, and just with, you know, without even 
always needing to just say, God, I forgive so-and-so. You can pray blessing on them. And I know for me, I, I had a time, one of the very first, I don't know what you, just conflicts with a friend when I was a teenager mm-hmm. was really hurtful. And I mean, just consumed my thoughts and um, it, w- it was a, it was a hard time. And I just remember someone saying, you know, pray blessing over that person. And the the feeling, it was like, you know, when Corey Ten Boom talks about reaching her hand out, that's how I felt. It was like, as soon as I started, I, I did not want to say the words, but as soon as I started saying the words, it just released something in me and it, it gave me good feelings toward that person. And it's helped me in, mm-hmm. in little unforgivenesses as well as big ones where... It, there's power in speaking blessing over someone that is wrong. For sure. Yeah. You know, going back to what we were talking about with the Lord's Prayer, I've actually started to try to incorporate this into a daily thing. So, you know, we talked on the show before about the importance of making confession a regular prayer habit. But adding to that, you know, these are the people that either I am struggling to forgive, you know, or... These are the people that, yeah, I got irked when the stranger at the store stepped on my heel. I forgive that person. And to actually make that part of my prayer, and sometimes I don't even, I don't want to say I don't even bother, but that's the first word that came to mind. I don't bother praying for the person, like, for their blessing. I think that's great when you're struggling to forgive someone. But another way to pray is to just say, you know, God, I forgive this person for what they have done. And I think that there is just, a tremendous power and anytime that you feel like if you have if you continue to have a visceral or an emotional reaction to something I don't think that necessarily means that you haven't forgiven that person you know because like I said some hurts stick with you but you know every once in a while almost as a prayer checkup what I feel could be really beneficial is just making either a physical or mental list of incidents that you still feel sad or disappointed or Mm -hmm. angry over, or maybe even, you know, like once a week, these were the people or not even the people, these were the incidents I got upset with over this week. And then just one by one before God saying, God, I forgive this person for, for what they've done. I think that that can be huge. I think that could be really healing. And I think of the scripture that talks about not letting the sun go down on your anger and, you know, let Satan get a foothold. Um, I think what you're saying is really goes right along with that, that if you remember those things, because I know in my, in my marriage, you know, in marriages and, and close relationships, you've got these little things that don't seem like a big deal and you might just be tempted to let it go and not even think about it. But I think being aware of it, not for the purpose of keeping record of wrong, but, um, but being aware of it so that you can express forgiveness over that and, and purge that out of you. I think there's a spiritual component to that of, of mm-hmm. you know, and potential for roots of bitterness to start to really get in there um, if they're not acknowledged and, and confessed and spoken. And I'm not saying that Every night, I'm going to just be laying in bed telling my husband, well, you did this, and I forgive you, and you do this, and I forgive you. I think sometimes forgiveness needs to be extended to that person, and other times for the little things, I feel like it's just in my heart. Just between you and God. Just between me and God. Yeah. 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 
You know, another tool that you can do in your prayers, and I feel like this kind of incorporates a lot of what we've been talking about, is actually picturing that person in front of you while you're praying for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, almost like the, we'll call it the Corey Ten Boom litmus test. Like, could you reach your hand out to them? Could you give them a handshake or a mm-hmm. hug? Could you look them in the eye and say, I forgive you or I love you? Um, and if you can't, that probably means you could take more time to work on that. And it doesn't have to be instantaneous. I think that was the biggest mistake I made going into my adult life thinking about forgiveness was that it always had to be instantaneous. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. You know, yes, we are called to be loving, but forgiveness can take a long time. And so, you know, I feel like there are two traps we could fall into. We could fall into the trap of saying, okay, well, I told myself or God or this person I forgave them 10 years ago, so I I don't need to worry about that anymore. When really, like, you know, you can tell that you're just not, you're not over that or healed from that. And that's okay. And I think the other pitfall you can fall into is to think that if you still do struggle with being hurt or angry, that you must be a horrible Christian. And no, it just means you were deeply wounded and nobody goes through life without being, you know, deeply wounded. (laughs) And so it just means that you are human. And so, yeah, I feel like even picturing that person in your prayers, picturing them like before Jesus, not in that, like, I know sometimes it would be fun to like picture Jesus, like chewing them out or like showing them like, you should have treated her better, but actually picturing Jesus as he would appear to them with compassion and gentleness and love. And if you're having a hard time picturing that, then in my mind, it means that you start back at square one with God, help me to forgive this person and, you know, and go from there and, and take however long it takes, you know, and don't feel bad if it doesn't happen just in one, you know, five second prayer. Yeah. That about wraps it up. I I don't think I have anything else. That's yeah. Yeah. Good place to end. Well, thank you again, Patricia, for your question. And, um, you know, before before we close, I would love to just take a minute to pray specifically for Patricia and any of our other listeners who are struggling with unforgiveness because, yeah, this is a huge thing. And a lot of times I feel like in the church we treat it as, okay, I'm going to forgive them, and then I shove it under the rug, and then that's done and it's a process for sure so let's go ahead and pray god thank you so much for patricia's question and i pray that the unforgiveness that she's struggling with that you would just show her tremendous grace and love for whoever it is that may have hurt her and i pray for all the listeners to our show right now god that you would be revealing areas where we could be more forgiving i pray that we would be quick to forgive just on a regular daily basis so that these things don't add up. And I pray especially for our listeners who are married, and I just pray that unforgiveness would not take hold in our marriages to create a bitter root. Amen. 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 